In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. All right, uh, we are here with the Comic Exposure Podcast. Welcome. And we're back! And we're back! <laughs> Thank you for uh, for listening uh, at Comic Exposure. Remember that you can always check us out at ComicExposure.com, on the Twitters at, at Comic Exposure, uh, and you can partake in what's going on. Send us some questions, whatever sort of stuff you want to be a part of. Do that. Uh, but thanks for coming today and listening. I guess not, you didn't come anywhere. You, just you know what I really on. like? What? Cosplay photos. Send your cosplay photos my way. You know, ladies? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> dudes. Just drop them off. Dudes, 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 dudes. I mean, we'll, we'll put them up on the website, but we're trying to keep a family. You know? one, time, one time I was at Comic-Con and a dude was dressed as lion from Thundercats. And it was, it was awkward. It was like a lady's bikini bottom. I remember Thundercats being on when I was a kid, but never really watching Thundercats. I, I watched Thundercats. In fact, with what we're talking about today, there's a Thundercats reference that I'm excited to, to bring into that. Okay. So, For, do you remind everyone, Comic Exposure, we are still in our infancy, so this is a podcast where Josh and I both expose ourselves <laughs> emotionally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. Um, we expose ourselves to a new comic trade, as well as we try to bring in someone maybe outside the comic universe who has some exposure, limited exposure, northern exposure, great show from the 90s. It is. I love it. No exposure. Indecent exposure. Indecent exposure. In this case, that works probably pretty well in this case. Uh, so, our book we chose, actually we should probably introduce our guest. Want to introduce our guest? Let's introduce our guest. Yeah, let's introduce our guest. I'll we, introduce the guest. Okay, we've got a guest today. Well, my, my guest is my good friend. Can you say guest one more time? Guest. Okay. Like as in Christopher Guest. <laughs> um, my, um, my, uh, it's actually weird today. It's kind of weird. It's like when two podcasts merge into one. It is. Uh, the guest today is Ryan Furman, who, um, is, been my best buddy for a long time and also, um, a, uh, co-host. I'd say co-star. Co-star. Co-star of, uh, Co-sell. another podcast I do called HodgePodge Radio. That's just my dog. Oh. I think it's okay. Yeah. That's we're fine. Good. We're good. Um, and just coming, the dog's coming right up in your, in, in your intro. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Oh, that, she's we're, we're picking tail. that up. She's biting her tail. <laughs> she's excited. She's excited. Um, yeah, so Ryan. Yay! Yay! All right, so our book for this. Wait, wait, before, okay. we, before we get to book, okay. let's, I like to get a little, take the temperature of the comic. Okay. Um, what, what's your experience with the comics, Ryan? Limited. To this point. So, well, growing up as, a, as an adolescent in the Bay Area of California, uh, I was heavily into comic cards, specifically X-Men. Right. And uh, yeah, I read comics, but it was never like, uh, I would never read a whole series. It was just like I would go to the Walgreens and pick the coolest looking comic and read it. Right. But I liked, you know, Punisher and, um, and who's the guy with the, the red and black, the swords? No, oh, Deadpool. 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 Like Deadpool. Deadpool. Like me some Deadpool. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, and I, you got me to read, uh, Preacher. Preacher. And? And? What What'd else? you think? What other oh. series? What other series did you read? Oh, uh, Why the Last Man. Right. I read. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Preacher is, was un- unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. That is not a comic book. That is a graphic novel. Oh, oh, yeah. look at that. Yeah. yeah. Highbrow, yeah. highbrow. Well, and I'll tell you what, <laughs> it's not a, it's not a trade, because you never trade the Preacher. <laughs> <laughs> it's a keep. I like that. I like that. That's good. good. All right. Um, Okay. Let me me, me follow up on this one. Um, Because once we get into this comic, I know shit's going to get crazy. Yeah. I I, I want to... You should probably forewarn people that this might not be totally clean languaged. Probably. For two reasons. One, the content of the comic book, and two, Ryan Furman's in the podcast. And you have a potty mouth. And I have... And I do. And I have strong feelings about this. This is a trade. Yes. It's okay. Oh, all oh, right, man. All right, so I guess we should just jump right into it. But I want to ask you, because um, who's your favorite superhero or your mm. favorite comic book character? That's a tough one. It's been, I mean, Superman, I feel, is is my favorite. But I feel like that's kind of a cop-out because he's unbeatable. Mm-hmm. What did you... 
Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. You predicted that. Well, yeah, I feel I know. I, you told me before you love Superman. love Superman. Superman is a hard comic book character to like. Yeah, but he's also hard to hate. Mm, I don't know that. I don't know that. Yeah. Like my feelings for Superman are very are mixed. Like the idea of Superman, depending on what story's in, story he's in, I think Superman could be really great. But then there's some stuff about Superman where I'm like, oh my god, really. He can solve his way out of anything. Somehow he has one additional power to fix anything. Too much invincibility is sometimes a, a bad thing. Yeah. There's no real conflict. Well, that's why I thought it's a combat. Yeah. 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 But yeah. if I had to pick, a, a, do I have to pick one that's aside from Superman or can I stick with Superman? Yeah, no, pick your favorite. favorite. Yeah, pick Superman. Okay. That's fine. So, so I would say Superman. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I would say he's my favorite. I, I've always had a like for uh, Wolverine. Mm. Right. Because right. I, I would come home from school and watch the, the X-Men, uh, the uncanny X-Men. The 90s one? Yes. Yeah. 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 So he had the... Everyone. Oh, dude. Oh, man. Wow. That's good. But he had the yellow and black outfit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a mustard and black. Yeah. Yeah. Len Wiseman. Yeah. What's that? That's who created it. And last thing before we get into it. Took it to your first Comic Con this summer, buddy. How was that? How did you, how did you enjoy Phoenix Comic Con? That's a wacky wild time. Have you oh. been? Oh yeah, no, it's definitely it's, it's definitely weird. a strange thing. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, I actually uh, the amazing Arizona Comic Con is uh, on like Valentine's Day. Uh, it's like the weekend of Valentine's Day. That makes sense, right? It does. Well, it usually isn't, and yeah. I am going early on Valentine's Day, so my wife will still love me. So I'm going to go, and then I'll come home later. But yeah, so but just to clarify, you do have a wife. I do have a wife. Yeah. Did so. you see that last Comic Con? They had like a nerd speed dating. They did not. Like, no. They had a panel where you go into a room and you just like, speed date with nerds. I, it's probably perfect. Who's your favorite manga character? <laughs> oh. It's probably good for certain people, no, right? It probably, probably does. It fits like a very niche genre of people who like you know like who are looking for something. Um, pimples and boners. <laughs> All right, let's get into okay. it. Sounds like my so, adolescence. It sounds like your autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tagline, Ryan Verman. <laughs> pimples and boners. <laughs> All right, so the book we picked is Ryan Brown's God Hates Astronauts. Uh, if you haven't read this, I'm going to tell you right now, you, you could pause the podcast and you can go online and you can read it for free, uh, the original run of it on GodHatesAstronauts.com uh, because it started out as a webcomic. But if you haven't read it you didn't pick up the trade, this is a nice one for everyone to go read really quick. Right. And that means last week I was up, so you are up, my friend, this week. Oh, and you're going to love this one. We're gonna, we, we don't want summar- to spend the hour summarizing the issue. So... In two minutes, Josh is going to tell you all the summary you need. He has to summarize this. this in two minutes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And oh. go. All right, so this book, God Say Hates Astronauts, makes... Okay, I don't even... Okay, so there's this group of people, the fabulous... It's five of them, right? The Fantastic Five. I don't even have the name of what they are. I don't... Mm, I think I do in my notes. What's They're it? called the Power Persons the Five. The Power Persons Five. Well, the Power Persons Five, they are preventing... They work for NASA, and they're preventing people like farmers from going into space without permission, right? So, like, farmer astronauts are stopping them from doing this. Well, uh, the Power Person 5, uh, uh, this story has absolutely nothing to do with them stopping farmers in outer space. Let's let's be honest there. And it has, uh, has a lot to do with uh, Star... Uh, well, I, now his name... Star... Star... Fighter. Starfighter, there we go. It was Star-Lord, or in the original one, called Star-Lord, but Starfighter. Uh, Starfighter, in his awesome Power Person 5... Uh, they start off fighting a like midnight early nineteenth century boxer, mm-hmm. uh, John Sullivan. Mm-hmm. Okay, and yeah, a minute left, buddy. Oh no, you haven't even got past and so I yet. know, right? And, and John Sullivan kicks the crap out of Starfighter. Uh, Starfighter's head turns into a giant mess. Uh, his wife cheats on him. Who's another part part of the Power Persons Five? Uh, there's a tiger with a cheeseburger. Uh, there is a guy with a crab for a head. Uh, and there's, like, talking uh, rhinoceroses and hippopotami, and somehow they all fit together in this story that has absolutely nothing to do with anything. Uh, there's a mummy bailiff. Uh, it really... I just name characters. <laughs> I know, at this point. There's really... There is no... There's a very loose story. Mm-hmm. So you follow the Power Person 5 as a star, uh, Starfighter becomes uh, Star Cow? Stargrass. Stargrass who is a cow-headed version of Starfighter, uh, and then uh, him and his ex, him and his wife break up and get back together. There is my two-minute spiel of it. Okay. Now, Ryan, let, only... me ask, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Why did he have a hard time summing up this comic Because book? this comic is about... Is, there's no 
It's, it's, it's gobbledygook. This comic is <laughs> nonsense. It doesn't go anywhere. Like, okay, so Travis Travis sends me a text message. He's like, hey, I'm gonna I'm ordering you this comic off of Amazon. What's your address? Like, for what? He's like, you're going to be on the, on the podcast in a couple weeks. It's like, okay. So I get it. I forget he orders it for me. I open it. I'm like, oh, what is this? And I remembered. I'm like, this looks... It's a nice little treat. This looks awesome. Yeah. Right? There's there's a, a, a superhero with a ghost cow head eating a sandwich. And his wife's kind of hot. And then there's all these weird, wacky people. And I, I, before I read it, I went like this. I don't know if you can hear. I went like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I came to this page. I'm like, oh, sweet. There's going to be some tits in, in this. <laughs> It, it, this it, it's, first of all, this guy Ryan Brown does a bad it gives a bad name to Ryan's everywhere. Oh, yeah. I think you're so wrong. I think you're so wrong. No. Okay, bad name. This was awful. I I read up until uh, his 24 hour challenge, and I, I opened it up. I'm like, there's no way I'm get. There's no way I can get through this. Okay, you. Okay. Ma- I think you made it through the crux of the story, though. You made it through the story. All I made the rest story, and I made it through the the um, extras, the prequels. Yeah, I, w- I will say I, I didn't know anything about this comic. Except for that, I heard people talk about it, and it got one of the best books of the year yeah. on Amazon. Um, best fiction books shows you what Amazon users are like. <laughs> and um, so I was like, "Oh, cool! I'm excited to read it." Two pages into it, I regretted sending it to you. I go, "Oh, fuck!" Ryan. It was so hard to get through. <laughs> all right, all right. So that's a Ryan's initial opinion. And I'm sure he'll, he'll jump in. Josh, let me hear your initial opinion. Um, I'm I'm totally the opposite. I thought it was so off the wall crazy. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it because it's so, and I don't care that it didn't make any sense. Okay. It, there's, you, there is a slight story. There's a slight story. There's a love story in there. It may not be like a classic love story, but clearly there's some sort of tale of the two of them being together, being separated, coming back together. Right. That That's in there. Right, Ryan? Yeah. Admittedly, okay. that is. That okay. Is okay. But I love how random it is, how completely random this story is. Uh, I enjoy that because I guess as someone who reads comics more often, I like how there are no rules in this book. I just feel like he tried so hard to, he tried too hard to be off the wall. He went into it saying, I'm going to make the most off the wall comic. Well, I think, I think so. You said you made it to the 24 hour challenge and that's where this comic stems from is from a 24 hour challenge. You did makes sense to make a comic book in 24 hours. That was in 2007. Yeah. In 2007, he makes that's what the, so there's a guy named Scott McCloud, uh, Ryan, who's big in the comic book industry and he's, he's written stuff about how to write comics, how to write and draw comics. Mm -hmm. He's kind of like written like the quintessential stuff for beginning comic artists and writers. And, um, so he, he crafted this thing called a 24 hour challenge where you write a whole comic book in 24 hours. So you essentially do like a page an hour. Exactly. So you're doing a page an hour. So you get like a 24 page comic book. Uh, and so initially the first issue that's in this trade, if you want to call it an issue, is that 24 hour challenge. Revisited. Give or take. Yeah. Yeah. He changes some stuff and it works some stuff around. This This has been worked around? Well, if you read the 24 hour challenge... Uh, that is a little different than the version you read in the, that you read. So, so this is what, what I read in was the edited version. Yes. Yeah. This was a redone. It version. is the edited version. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it was redone uh, as a web comic in 2010. Did you read the 24 hour challenge? Yeah. That's yeah. Enough. I read the 24 hour challenge too. Um, I'm Wait, did you like it? So like it. I did like it, and I like I liked it because it is it is crazy. I like it because it's crazy. I like it because it broke a bunch of rules. Will you not bark, dog? This is going to be like the, uh, the podcast where my dog ruins <laughs> well, okay, it. You can right here. <laughs> so, um, I, so let me tell you why I love this. I, I even wrote down why mm-hmm. I like this thing. Uh, things I love about this, Gnarls Winslow. Right. For no other reason that Carl Winslow. You're, he and Ryan's a big family matters I fan. Got it. I, I got it. <laughs> for, for, for the only reason <laughs> that Gnarls Winslow has giant uh, ape arms, that is magical. I thought it was racist against uh, Gnarls Barkley. I thought he was making, um, uh, what's that guy's name? CeCe? CeeLo. CeeLo. CeeLo Green? No, I think he was talking no, about it's gnarly. <laughs> have, 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 uh, Starfighter's Disgusting Head. Another reason why I love this. Because Ryan Brown isn't afraid to draw something that is just disgusting and weird. But then why did he put little censor marks over all the good bits? <laughs> that was good. So, if you say in one part, he's talking about how he was writing this, and someone said it would be funny because they saw it in another comic. Mm. So he said it'd be a funny thing to do. So, why would you why would you buy this? So why would you buy this when you can get it for free on the internet? Why would you buy it when you get it on free on the internet? I wouldn't have bought it. Oh. Can you return it? I don't think you can. I don't think you can. 
there is it. there is a ton of extras in here that I thought. Uh, so the twenty four hour comic. Uh, there's all the backup issues that are not online. Uh, there is his suggested voice list for right. characters in it. There's a bunch of other stuff in here that I think. I don't it, like that either. Don't tell me how to read this. Comic oh, I thought that was hilarious. Oh, that, that was, was kind hilarious. Of yeah. All right. So. Travis, I'm waiting. I feel. I feel like I am. My opinion will be in the minority today. I am. Um, it is. It is, sir. Uh, it is good, sir. Um, <laughs> I really wanted to like this, mm-hmm. right? I really wanted to like this comic book uh, because I, I was like, okay, I knew it was gonna be wacky going into yeah. it. It's called God Hates Astronauts. Yeah. And I, I liked the bonus. Actually, the bonus stuff was the one of the things I. I only things I liked about this book. I have a couple of things I like, but let me tell you, address kind of what you, what you said here. Mm-hmm. This is, this exists in a world already. It's called Tick, right? It, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's an offshoot of the Tick, uh, bits of Tank Girl. Basically, this person I know is 30 because it's like Ren and Stimpy, Rocco's Modern Life, Duck Man, all those absurd cartoons we watch as 30-year-olds growing up. Duckman was like this weird, yeah, it was yeah, really, huh. uh, MTV cartoon. I want to say um, it, it, it comes Ren and Stimpy. It oh, yeah. comes from this this culture. I mean, because before that, before we were kids, and we and we hit that sweet spot of early nineties yeah. cartoons, where it was just absurd, and that was okay. Yeah, that wasn't that didn't exist. You know, no. like Looney Tunes was as far off as you get. So he comes from the same generation. So I'm like, okay, here's it, this is great. What I felt like I was reading was. A, it's absurd, but absurd. To, if you if you don't ground a story in anything, then it's just this. People online are calling it stream of conscious. No, stream of conscious has a point. You're moving towards something. This was a random assortment of jokes and punchlines. He really wanted to get out. It's referential, mm-hmm. but not to the point where it builds to anything. It just references the things that. Okay, like a shout-out, wink to Carl's Winslow. We're all 30, right? Yeah, we are. We remember this character, right? Uh, Montel Williams, everyone's seen that show. Well, here he is in a different thing. And I thought it was... It was... Pan- I, 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 I'm giving Ryan Brown credit because I, I think... This is his first work, I'm guessing. His first his breakthrough work, yeah. for sure. Um, and I tell you what, I, I don't go online and look at reviews before I come here because I don't want to be tainted by them. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I got to see what people are saying about this. How is this going to be one book? It's hard to find a bad review about this book. Really? And I cannot for the life of me figure out why. If I've been through a lot of... It's like if I asked a six-year-old to sit down and tell me a story, this is what it it's be. like that whole Axe Cop thing. And I just, I just don't buy that as good writing. You know, I can have a six-year-old sit down and, and say, "There, okay, there's another dimension, and there's turtles, and they have lawyers, and they wear underpants on their head. I'm like, okay. But, all right, to, to counterpoint you, I think the reason why it's a popular book is because of all those things. One, because it who's buying this book? People you're in my age, right? 30-year-olds who get all the weird references here. And he is... He is in, uh, he is uh, probably like either a year older than me or right in that year. And here, here's how I know. He went to high school with a friend of mine. I didn't even know that. Oh, uh, but okay. he, like he is, so, or at least knows a friend of mine from high school. So they, they, uh, they, my friend Jimmy Stelma, uh, news, knows Ryan Brown from back in the day from Detroit. So there's some Detroit references in there and stuff like that. And, and so, um, I didn't know that going in, but clearly it comes from our generation. I say you're right. I say it does. It's, it's referential to Ren and Stimpy, to all those things you mentioned. For sure, Tick. But, like, yeah, for Tick, uh, for sure. It, was that Chippendale, yeah. Chairhead? I kept thinking about that yeah. when, I, but when I saw this. Up. I love how referential it is. And I, I think that where you're looking for a story, I'm going into this as a is it doesn't matter what goes on. I just think every little panel is funny and that's okay. I don't care what happens next. If it doesn't matter what's going but, on, then we can all do this. No, I think, I think, and I think that might be why too, because you could do this. And so people pick this up and they go, I could do that. Yeah, You're right. That's not talent. Oh, I think it is. I think it is. I, 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 I will agree with you that the writing is maybe not, yeah, I will agree with you that the writing, it doesn't make any sense. I will totally agree with you on that. But, the art is fabulous. Well, the, I love the art. Okay, so the sense of humor in here, mm-hmm. it's its pandering to the audience, but there are some moments where I laughed out loud. I'll tell you what I, I did like. Okay. The sound effects were, were I hate, pretty. I like the sound effects. Oh, that was my favorite. I, I, put, a my list, I put a list of my, uh, some of my favorite sound effects, uh, and they are, <clears throat> in no particular order, 
Fucked, death, Prague, shack, fridge, cocaine, Jack, Kirby, bited, and Topanga. These are all sound effects like during fights. Blagojevich was another one of my favorites. Blagojevich is one of the sound effects in there. Uh, that's one part that I love. We talked about this before when we talked about uh, Prophet. And I said there's my fun, one of my favorite parts about Prophet is how he, like, yeah, there's like old school sounds written in there. And so I think that he takes that, again, this is an exercise in absurdity. And that's how I come into it. You're like, well, if it doesn't make any sense, I don't, there's no, it, I think it is like, it's like freeform jazz, man. This is like, I hate that shit also. Well, uh, no, I don't, I, I, I think, I think they're, I think, I don't think this person knows the rules enough to break them. I don't think Orion Brown has had enough experience telling stories to be able to break the rules like this. Um, uh, no offense, Ryan Brown, <laughs> but, um, and maybe this is your first work and it reads like it. It reads, I, I used to take writing classes in, in college mm-hmm. and freshman writing class. Everyone wants to write violence and name calling. And, and even like you get to the point in here, I mean, you were talking about how, um, a couple weeks ago and I want to, I want to, cause I knew you were going to like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, you, I, when I, you said, when did you read preacher? I said 14, you go, I get why you love it yeah. because it's got uh, like some absurdity to it. Like dick and fart jokes. Yeah. This is like pages of people just calling each other douchebags in different ways. <laughs> it's like 11 year olds, like fart joke dream. So I'm saying, I, 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 you said that it's his first work and it reads like it. I don't think that it reads like a first work. I think it reads like, like somebody's short story they had to do last minute for their art <laughs> class in high school. Oh, and I think, I think, I, I, well, again, I think it stems from 24-hour comic. He makes this thing. People tell him you should run with it, right? Mm-hmm. So that's as he takes this thing and he shops around just to show people that he can do something, right? So that's what it came out of. He made one set. He says like 50 copies, black and white, half colored, that he gave out. And then he didn't get a lot of response from it. And so he did a, he did like Kickstarter. a, uh, he, well, first, then he did a colored copy of right. 75 copies that he gave around. And some other comic artists said, dude, run with this. This is fantastic. You should do this. And so he turns it into a webcomic. Yeah. And from there, the response is good. So from there, he does a Kickstarter on it. And people ate this Kickstarter up. A huge, oh, a I know. Huge. It's it's reviews, like I said. Yeah, it's hard to find a bad review. Yeah, and I feel and, like I'm taking crazy pills. Right. But, <laughs> and not to be a contrarian, but you're saying, I mean, because you're the only person here that I can disagree with. <laughs> um, you're saying, you know, it stems from a 24 hour comic, yeah. and you know that's kind of why it's scattered. Okay, but good is good, and bad is bad, and and this is just bad. This mm-hmm. is just, this is just bad writing. I, I mean, you could. She's not that hot. You can do better. <laughs> like let's 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 make this a little. Let's make this into something. There's this is there's potential in this t- for something good. I like absurdity, right? But, but it has to be it. You have to ground it in something, or else it's just there's there's. Why would I read something where there's there's no it. consequences to it? And I'm not saying that everything has to have consequences to it. And we'll talk about the art in a second because if the art. I mean, the art's not bad, but it's not enough to to excuse these absurd, loose premises. <laughs> I I would just so angry at this book. For, oh, it was very hard to get through. It was. It was tough. And I actually, I, I will say this: I got through it, and mm-hmm. I did not want to get through it. And I read through everything, but when I started going back through it for my third time, figuring out yeah. what questions to ask you guys. And I have some questions I want to ask you yeah. and all this stuff. But um, I started liking it more. I will tell you what I do like. Um, I like the origins. Oh, The yeah, origins are good because they had at least a beginning, a middle, okay. and That's why they were good. Comparatively, well, though. I mean, that's why you put the like, origins after the story because it's like it makes it look that much better. But if you go back and read just the origins, it's like these, oh, these are just rushed. Russian asshats. So those feel like web comics to me. Yeah, and you've had experience. With web- Don't you like a web comic? Is like arsenic and um... oh, uh, cyanide, cyanide and happiness. Cyanide and happiness. Those are, like, those are like little... yeah, those are little blurbs. But I think okay. I, I think again, if you look if you look at the storytelling out of this too, I think again it stems from being a web comic. He does a page at a time, so it is. Now I haven't read the volume two, which starts with the number one, right? Um. Right, so it starts with the, it starts with the number one, uh, and so they started over. He's continuing the story on on uh, Image Comics, and I don't know, 
I don't know if it makes any more sense. I actually um, did you look that up? Do you look it up? Um, yeah, he said that he's had to plot it out more. He admits he's had to had a, he's had to put a plot into it, but it's a, he's trying to keep it absurd, but he's putting a plot into it. But um, it was just uh, overly absurd. Josh, shut down for a second. He's just so bringing it, bringing it, bringing it. Trying. This is too hard to be absurd. I mean, what was that? It's bad. Mm-hmm. It's bad. It was tough to get through, and I, I and I and I got to page two, and I was like, oh man, why did we get this one up? Because I think you would have been like, I was like, oh, I'm excited to give something to Ryan that he's really gonna like, and I, I like, I there are people I know would love this. Right. You're not one no. of them, and I knew that on page two. And here's how you know this is bad because sometimes Travis will show me something that he thinks is hilarious and awesome, and I look at him with a blank stare and be like, this is. How could you possibly think this is funny? <laughs> so Travis doesn't find this good. It's just not good. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that world? You hear that world? Uh, All right. So, so uh, go ahead, Josh. All right. You're All right. So I know you're, you're Twitter friends with Ryan Brown. <laughs> I'm not Twitter friends with Ryan Brown. However, <laughs> he was nice enough to tweet us back on right, that, and, and I felt bad when I read it because I was like, "Ooh," I'm, but I think I think I think he knows what this is, mm-hmm. and I think I don't know. That's why he said, "Be kind." And I, I looked at um, what he else he's done. He's working with something with Mike Costa, something with Smoke and yeah. Mirrors. He's doing the art in that. I like the art in that. And that actually looks pretty good. Well, he does. He, like, even in here, he says, forgive the art for the first, like, little issue. Because that was done however long ago. In, what did you say, 2007? Seven. Seven, right? And so between then and now, you can see. The last... Well, that was when the um, the um, 24-hour challenge was. I think he re- redrew them in 2010. Well, so if you look at it, you can see that the art... If you look even at the last page of that, it looks so much different than the very first page. You can see the change in his art. All right, so Ryan, let me ask you a question. So we're going to get to this. We're going to discuss this. If you had to pick, what do you think is the most absurd character in this book? Like, which one? I mean, obviously, he's trying really hard to be absurd. Yeah, how do I pick the most most absurd? For you, what was the most absurd character where you were like... Because this is about absurdity. Yeah. So, what's your favorite absurdness in this? Who's my your favorite, favorite absurd, absurd character? Yeah. Or the, the most absurd? Your, your favorite, favorite. My favorite, favorite character. Your favorite, your favorite. My favorite character? I think it's... Uh, hmm. Okay. In just the first part of the story? Okay. If, Go ahead. Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm not getting into the origins. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Exactly. It changes after the yeah, origins. Yeah. yeah. My favorite character is probably... Um, I don't remember his name. This dude, Kramok. Kramok. Yeah, yeah. That's right. my favorite. My favorite absurdity. <laughs> but well, it, it, it just, I don't even know what Kramok is. It doesn't make he any doesn't, sense. Ryan Brown does, does a decent job of writing accents. I'll say that he, <laughs> he gets he. You could tell the voice of the characters is different. Nothing else about them is different, but the voice of the characters. <laughs> oh no, they, I will agree. They they all speak with the same voice. They are all essentially like. They have the same attitude. Yeah, they're all they the all same. Do. Like they all come from the same. Yeah, place. they do. Yeah. They do. I, I liked Kramok until his origin. That was weird. Yeah, the seal. Was the seal, seal sleeping with a strong man. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it was really weird. Yeah, but does that make it more absurd? Does yeah, it, yeah, but more absurd doesn't necessarily mean better. No, but I mean, if you're saying you're like your favorite absurd, that's like definitely crush, absurd. That's a, that's a gross. Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah. I don't. All right, right so your most absurd. Character. My most absurd character. Your favorite absurd. My favorite absurdity in here uh, has got to be. Um, oh man, there if. Such a hard question. Yeah, because it's all insane. It doesn't make any sense. Here's what I don't... I don't understand, like, why there's a tiger with a cheeseburger. That, I'm going to say, is the one to me where I'm like, that. that's the most absurd thing. Now, a tiger? I'm like, okay, that's like, that throws back to, like, um, um, Kid Kamandi and, like, the weird tiger people. I got that. That's But why? Oh, there's the, so many levels here that I just, I just did not get in this comic. Yeah. Why is there... Why does he have a... Why is it a tiger with the cheeseburger? And, like, his name isn't something else. It's not like this is Frank. And what's his son's name? Uh, is it, like, Captain? Admiral. Admiral Tiger, tiger with the cheeseburger. cheeseburger. Right? So you have King Tiger with the cheeseburger and Admiral <laughs> Tiger with the cheeseburger. I can see how annoyed you are at this I am annoyed because if I knew people would buy this shit, I would have wrote it when I was 12 and not had to freaking teach for are a freaking are you, are you mad that you think you could do better than this and you haven't? Anybody <laughs> can do better than this. <laughs> then why don't you? I can't draw. <laughs> Wait, Travis, All right, so Travis, favorite? what's your favorite absurd character? Um, mine was Target Tiger with a cheeseburger as okay. well. But since so you took my absurdity, I, I'm going to go with um, I, a character I really enjoyed was anti uh, anti mugger. Okay, <laughs> who is just adamant about like 
like I'm only in this to stop muggers, and um, he gets con- he's the only character with conflict because yeah. at some point he's like, man, I've done this for the money, but my heart's in in it because I want to stop anti mugging. I'm like, oh, that's a character conflict. I um, like this. Character. I only liked him once he started growing an arm out of his chest. You talked about the tick. Anti mugger is the most tick character in this <laughs> totally. book. Is anti mugger? I heard uh, in this in the the new issues of this series. Uh-huh. His arm mugs people. <laughs> like his new arm that he grows actually mugs me. <laughs> so stupid. And that made me laugh. So I was like, oh. I will, uh, yeah. So um, there are there are some things that made me laugh. Okay. Um, another thing I want to ask you guys. Um, the highlighted parts. Yeah. Huh. He. That's why he's a former English teacher, man. That's why. That's why he's on this thing. Okay. As far as um, uh, design, concept design. Let's yeah. talk about art for a second. Yeah. Uh, let's let's talk. Let's get into talking about art by talking about our favorite character design. We talked about the favorite absurdity. It might it might match with your favorite um, uh, character concept. But who was your? What did you uh, find that you were drawn to? Like which character when when they were drawn? Besides the who the looks tics, the best? Which on, one looks um, the best? Who starrier? Yeah, because I felt like some characters were drawn really well, whereas others were drawn very poorly. Um, Give me an example. So, for instance, I think that the hippo, what's his name? Hypothesis or yeah. something like that. Hypothesis, yeah. yeah. Hypothesis. <laughs> I feel like he was drawn very well. This is, we're talking purely just art, right? Yeah, yeah the animals were drawn very well. Right, the animals the, uh, were drawn very um, well. But the person for... with the up, upside-down face, not drawn very well, I don't feel. I think that's a point, though. I think that's a point, too. I think, like, it's a simple character that he threw in. But, yeah, I'll agree with you. That The character's eye on that is pretty, it's pretty lame compared to, like, a uh, tiger with a cheeseburger, right? Like, but even even this the uh, the, the uh, starfighter. starfighter. I thought he was drawn really well, even well, when his head was all gross. Yeah, <laughs> or the the cowboy. The cowboy yeah. was uh, took on strange iterations as well. Uh, yeah, the cowboy's face changed a lot. I mean, yeah. I know he's got a broken yeah. nose, but sometimes and the, the broken forehead nose... was higher. Yeah. Sometimes it was kind of weird. So, who's yours, Travis? What's your what's your character design? Which one do you like best? Um, <sighs> let me ask my own question. Uh, character design. Um, I'm about to go with that panda that was showing up. It reminded me of like I'm like oh, okay. There's a panda yeah, like, in a panda. space. Yeah, I, that and I was like oh okay. That's, he's in like that's a Modoc chair. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like a panda like, oh, I, I, I like I like dig I dig this art. It looked like it was like the the so. Um, as the as the resident. <laughs> As the resident artist, what do you think about the art? Uh, I really like the art. Now, I will agree. At the beginning, the first, um, the first couple pages, this first issue is you can tell it's super early art for him. And but you the coloring is beautiful yeah. on those first pages. You can see the transfer transformation as he goes through. You That's can a see beautiful page that it's a, yeah. It's really? A, yeah, man. So you can see the art transforms as he goes through. It gets way better as he goes. I'm going to say my favorite. Um, if I so, uh, I'm going to say Stargrass. And then Starfighter with the disgusting head. Essentially the same person, but, right. but not. So Starfighter's disgusting head. And then I think Stargrass is great because the cow... You know how hard it is to draw a cow's head? That's super hard. I like how the back hard. of the skull yeah. has... And the, the back of the skull the isn't there. I think that was anatomy. I think that was a yeah. correct like, cow anatomy as well. And then there's a scene where he's eating and the food comes out the back of the oh. ghost cow head. Uh, so I think that that's a hilarious... I think it's, in a, it's a super absurd idea... And I think he executes the absurdity of having a, like, a dismembered cow head fantastically. I, this is way off topic, but the, the, the rhinoceros, rhinoceros uh, man? Yeah. Prof- Dr. Professor? Dr. Professor. <laughs> I, I, his name. Doc, yes. Uh, what about Dr. Professor? <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Your face is great. <laughs> it's, like, it's just like, how, un- how unclever can you get? But I I, I, it's too on the nose. Okay, I think that's um, the point. I think that's the point. All right, though. Um, Ryan. Um, what? Uh, what? What is? What is the rhinoceros man's name? He's a doctor. Yeah, but what's his name? Doctor Professor. Right. It's like it's like this. Okay. All, this, all he's this. doing is stealing his children's yeah. ideas. Yeah. Have you? Have you? Have you? Okay. Do you watch Venture Brothers? No. Okay, so Venture Brothers, same sort of stuff. There's Doctor Girlfriend. Everything on, uh, uh, what's that? Adult Swim. Adult Swim. Yeah. Yeah. And so I would say that this comes out of that same sort of mentality, too. Like, I don't think he's, I don't think he's trying to wow you with his creativity of a name. I think he's trying to, I I really do. I think that you're, I think your anger comes from the fact that you can't believe something this random is popular. Because you don't. 
that, that it's too absurd for you. And I would say the reason it's popular is because it's so absurd. That the absurdity is what draws people into it. Especially people who read, especially people who are reading so on the comic books a- anyways. And the people who read comic books regularly, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're reading Superman or whatever, Superman is an absurd character. He is. A green rock right. makes him sick, mm-hmm. right? And he fights a really rich guy who, like, it, it's, you know what I mean? He's, mm-hmm. He is a bald rich man, mm-hmm. is, his, is his arch nemesis. I think... I think the point of this, I think, and oh, I don't know. You're, you're getting, you're getting close to saying it's satire. I don't think you say it's satire. I don't think it's satire. I don't think it's satire. I don't want to say that. I want to say that that people who read comics, comics are absurd. So I think Ryan Brown takes the absurdity of a genre and and multiplies it by a hundred. And you either like that absurdity or you don't like the absurdity. He, it's it's at eleven, right? He's cranked it to 11. And I don't know if... And, and you don't like that absurdity at 11. No, I, I, I would. I mean, if it was random and funny. But, I mean, it's just... It, it's it's subpar comedy. But, but to be funny, I there mean, has there, to be some form of cleverness to it. There's just... There's nothing clever to this. Right. I mean, think, think about what's um, what's what uh, popular com- uh, comedian screenwriters do. Like, take, like, what? Seth Rogen's writing scripts now and what we're doing now. Absurd things happen, and they ref- it's very referential to things in our age group. But this was like, it was like poo-poo, pee-pee, we're yelling at each other, we're calling each other juice, uh, douchebags. We've heard that before. Like, people kept, I watched read reviews where people kept praising this for its originality. Ugh. But other than the fact that the characters were weird combinations of different things, I... Have you, you seen? Are, see are you an Always Sunny in Philadelphia fan? Yeah. Have you yeah. seen the one where they? It's Charlie's birthday, and they try to surprise Charlie by making all the things in his dream book come yes, true. Yeah, yeah. Like worm hat and yeah. a bird with teeth. Yes. That's what I feel. This. That's what this, this is. Exactly. That's what this comic is. It's it's a moron's dream book. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ryan Brad. It's, your comic's a moron's dream book. Oh, I feel. I feel. Did you watch those shows growing up, like the Ren and Stimpy yeah. things and the yeah, and those the were Rocco Modern's like. Yeah. Rocco's Modern Life. Rocco's Modern Life. Funky. Did they really? Yeah, B-52s. Oh, yeah, there the you go. The more you know. <laughs> there you go. All right, so. All right, so I'm, I, I think I've made my point about you why I don't like this. Why so let's, let's, let's talk about specific things in this. Um, uh, okay, um, origin stories. You want to talk about the origin stories. I liked some of the origin stories. I liked the variation of art. Um, let me let me, let me me ask you guys, uh, take my take a look, look back at the origin stories. Oh, which art did you like the best out of the work? Because there's different kind of styles. And um, actually, Ryan, you're actually into art. Your parents are that's a, a big part of their lives, and you picked a lot of that up from them. What appeals to okay, you? I will give you this. I did like how each origin story has different, different styles of art. Yeah. Um, man. While he's looking, go ahead. Uh, I would say, okay, so my, my the origin of Kramok... I love the art by uh, Nick Patera because I love Nick Patera's art. Uh, he does the Manhattan Projects, which is another fantastic book that I want you to read, but I don't think you'll... It's, it's absurd, but it's grounded. It's okay. a little more grounded. I think... I want you to read it. I don't know that we'll do it for the show, but... Well, and you know, I, I've, I've been going hard on this because... Actually, I, I kind of liked it because the last three comic books... That's I'm what like, I mean. I'm like, I'm going to love everything. I think, I, and think, so I think you're taking a love of everything we've done so far to like, all right, I can finally not like something, so you can really go hard yeah, on it. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go hard on it. Just you because, go hard and debate, yeah, if you will. Yeah. Um, so that one I really liked. I like that one just because I like his art style. It reminds me of, uh, what's the, um, Rugrats. It, it does. It, it does looks like Rugrats art, coloring is but like ugly. gross Rugrats. Like, if you made, Rugrats meets Ren and Stimpy gross, yeah. right? Kramlock like is one. such like a Muppet feature anyway. Yeah, so it's great for that coloring. And then the other one that I really liked is the little. It's the uh, the origin of Gnarled Winslow, because I like that the art is. I don't know. I just really like the cartoony nature. I like of how it. he has like Alf arms. Yeah, not even quite gorilla arms. Yeah. So like Alf, like and a I, skinned Alf. I also like. I also like that the origin story is funny for that one. Uh, and if okay, so in the twenty-four hours, thank God I had a friend. Right. Unfortunately, that friend was Texas Tom. Right. So if you read the twenty-four hour comic, there's another version of how uh, of how Gnarls Winslow comes about, and it's more about Al Qaeda 
And I know, right. right? And so there's a little a little blurb in here. He's like, oh, okay, to, and I like that. Okay, <laughs> I think it's funny. I think it's funny. Puns are funny, right, guys? <laughs> I think it's funny that he that he shoots Urkel. That Urkel has a ray gun, and he shoots him, and then he loses his badge as a cop. It's stupid. It's it is, stupid. It is. It's Can so I do that. Right? Yes, we all saw the show. It's so <laughs> no, stupid. It's, but I think I think you can tell. You can't argue that this he's a product of your and my generation. He right. truly is a product. Everything he references all of our generation, yeah. yeah. Is is all out of this. Everything he references is a complete there's so much nineties ness in this. I like the page you stopped on, Ryan. I That's my the origin of Star Year. Mm-hmm. Well, why did you like it? Should I say how you, yeah, you go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Okay. I like it because it looks aged. I like it because I like so I you know, I mean, the kind of art that I like is like very clear, crisp. Uh, like proper anatomy type deal, mm. and this has that. And I also thought that it shows he showed really good emotion on the faces, and it didn't like like the stuff with the coloring's really good in that too. The color is like the stu- the stuff with the origin of Narald Winslow or the stuff with the origin yeah. of, of uh, Reed Spacer. Like that, like it hurts my eyes. It's it bothers a, it's, it's, it bothers my soul. What would you call that? Like this? It's like um, it's almost like like Picasso esque. Yeah, it does have like really Picasso esque. There's so um, in She Hulk, there's an artist who takes over She Hulk whose art is almost hard to look at. It's because pretty. it's so contrast to what it's, it was. Yeah, before it's too, it's probably. pretty, but it's it's such a weird departure. Um, I um I like this one and the the um, Star Warrior. I like I really like this kind of old retro. Yeah, Starfighter. Starfighter. Um. Oh, one. That one's not bad. Let also. me tell you a story about. Um, I've, I've actually watched Ryan buy art before. Uh-huh. Oh, um, god damn it. This is after a successful okay, gonna, purchase. Okay. So it was about 2 30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we were drinking heavily all night. And we pull into this cheesesteak place. We didn't pull in because we walked there. It was in uh, Old Town. And we walked over there before we caught a cab. No drinking, driving, kids. And. Um, um, on in the cheesesteak place, there's an artist who yeah. is, is drawing there, and he has all his work on the board. Yeah, it's very poppy. He, yeah. uh, Ryan had bought a, a work from before. It was like a ba- old Batman, like Adam, a la Adam West, real poppy. Like the Batmobile, yeah, with like the, the like colors, Batman's head, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so he goes in there. He goes, oh, I want to buy another one. It's like thirty bucks, and it's like original art. And I'm wasted. He's, he's, he's shit can. And so he, he sees this one. It's, it looks it's like these two pink alien beings, like, facing each other. Mm-hmm. See, I and didn't he, see that. And he, and he grabs it, and he goes, oh, I want this. Now, I've seen, I see this painting, and I go, okay, all right, well, I mean, buy what you want. So he buys it. And then next one he wakes up. I go, hey, Ryan, why did you get the painting of the two pink aliens making out and stroking each other's penises. Because okay, okay. they were two male they're not aliens. Aliens. They're holding hands, but they are male because you, there's like little nubs in between their legs. <laughs> and and they're, they're facing each other and, you, and their faces are like smushed together. Mm-hmm. But I saw it where they're like looking away from each other. Like the they two, didn't see their hands. Like the two vases? Yeah, people yeah. see two faces yeah. in the two, two vases? Right. I did not see them kissing each other. He did not see two... Um... But it's, it's a conversation starter. I put that thing up in the house. Oh, no, I took it down immediately. It's been in my uh, laundry room. <laughs> I'm selling it at a garage sale. Well, there you go. There you go. Um, you know what? You're gonna get, it's, when's your birthday? I'll tell you what. Is though. it this weekend? It is. It? It's this weekend. It's Sunday. The, the story, Happy birthday. Happy the story birthday. depicted on that painting, uh-huh. better than God Hates oh, <laughs> I don't. I don't believe you. Um, another one I liked about good anti- liar anti muggers origin story was good too very Batman esque yeah. it's so yeah. Batman esque well that's that's that that's, a, the, that's the point too, right yeah. and so it says Batman Batman Forever is the movie that's on uh, and again it's juvenile and you don't like the juvenile aspect of it because it's too juvenile I think yes I like the mugger story no but I mean it's, it's still the same Ryan Brown writes all of this so it's not someone else no 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 exactly I, uh, I give him credit for writing like origin story Shitsville Cinema is the name of the of the listen, place I I like absurdity. I mean, yeah. some of my favorite parts of Preacher are the absurdity. I mean, in it, a Our guy space? screws a big meat puppet. Yeah, but but the absurdity in that is clever. Our face is clever. It's a guy yeah. who tried to kill himself and screwed up. Yeah, this, this is this is. This is a, a, a walrus fucking the strong man and going to a witch doctor, and then all of a sudden they're together in, in one body. I don't know how that's any more absurd than a dude. I, like, I do it's like not. how he, he gave himself two pages to tell each origin story. Yeah. So you got it. Some, some of them were like, and then it happens, and then yeah. it happens. All right. So, um, let's see. What do I got? 
I, and you know, I've already, I already, my questions were about, uh, was it hard to get through for a couple reasons? And my question was, does absurdity make it hard to follow? And I think we've already hit that. I don't think it does. You don't think the absurdity makes it hard to follow? I don't think, I don't think that absurdity in general makes it hard to follow. I think that his style of absurdity. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. does his absurdity yes. in this book make it hard yeah. to follow? It makes it hard to want to keep going. I'm, I'm curious, since I never read it as a webcomic, I'm wondering, reading it, one page at a time what that's like. Right. Does that does that make it the experience? You no, know, once I didn't know it was a webcomic yeah. until I finished reading it. Yeah. And uh, you know, I I actually from the whole thing is like this is kind of what I want to start this podcast for is to read things like this. Yeah. And I know I'm not gonna like everything. Yeah. That's 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 what this is about. And if we liked everything it wouldn't be a podcast. Right. Um but once I figured out it was a webcomic, I was like Oh, okay. It it didn't make it okay that right. I that 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 this was compiled and put out there and put out as like one of the best books from like yeah. the label is one of the best books because I was like, Wah! but at the same time it didn't. Um, I, I would I, I for comic exposure I would be very hesitant to give this to someone who's not experienced in comics. There are a lot of people. This is an industry. Lovers comic book. Yeah. There's a lot of artists and a lot of writers in the business who I know love this book because I, I guess maybe they get sick of plot. <laughs> maybe <laughs> working over a, uh, you know, they're doing the same, they see a lot of the same mm-hmm. things come through a lot. And this certainly, if for, for better or worse, this is different. Well, you got the, the guys who the guys who write about it. Uh, John Layman on the backs is the funniest and best thing I've read in my entire life. Oh my god! He writes Chew, which is absurd, and which is a I think a far better. Yes, it's it's the rules of Chew don't make any sense. He would have loved Chew. Probably. He's a foodie. Do, okay, can I ask a question? Okay, Travis, do you have you seen Workaholics? The TV show Workaholics. Uh, a couple episodes. Do you like it? I don't even remember. So okay, well. I mean, do you? Some episodes are good. Some episodes are bad. See. People who like workaholics will like this comic. Okay, that's my prediction. Okay, and, and, and a lot of people like that show and, too. And secondly, it makes it hard to hear you say that you like this this trade. <laughs> when I'm looking over at your bookshelf and I see American Psycho by Brett Easton Ellis, a great book, amongst others. Stephen King. I think Anne Rand would feel about this. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I think Anne Rand would love it. I think Anne Rand w- would love this book. You know what? Here's the thing. I and I think I like it because. So I've, I've said this before. I like it because of how how it is not serious, right? Because there are so many books. I I think there are too many comic books that take themselves too seriously, and I love that there's nothing serious about this. For me, this was a nice. So we've been reading stuff for this podcast, and then I have my weekly pull stuff that right. I get right. Uh, where there are some books that take themselves way too serious, or there's some really serious stuff in there. And right. I, I like that stuff. I'm, I'm not going to say that, that I don't like serious comic books. I enjoyed this because it was so stupid. It is a mindless read. I like the art. I like that. I like that every panel or every page, I couldn't turn the page and tell you what was going to happen. Right. And I and that was I don't think the author could either. And I, that's, I don't think I don't think so either because he made it as a webcomic. Yeah, that, so I, I don't think, think he was writing page for page. I think he was writing page for page. I bet if you if you if you read the second volume of this, which I think they're rebooting, yeah. you know, like so their image is releasing as a monthly comic. I bet there's a lot more plotting in it. I would I would agree with you. I would agree with you. Um, I I think this those, is this is the bed of absurdity that this comic that people are love. Is going to be bred out of, and so you're going to see these characters like um, Stargrass. You know, he he's born in this absurdity, but I think he's going to have longer moments. Mm-hmm. I think the panels aren't going to be as rushed. I don't think you're going to have three plots on uh, three different things happening on one page. I think it's going to you're going to have those moments where you're going to see movement through the panels where Stargast will be pulling up a, a drink and then drinking the drink and then pulling the drink down. And then you turn the page and then it's something different. Yeah. It was too fast for as much absurdity in there as two. I would say this too, maybe to Josh, maybe this is what I have a problem with. I'm realizing it now. Yeah. If you're going to throw this much at an audience of this much absurdity, I think you need to pace those panels out a little bit more. I think you need to give those, those comedic beats some time to sit. For my favorite panel in this book, I picked the one where they're at the end 
Um, I picked it in the story. Even my well, my favorite panel is probably in one of the origins. My favorite panel is when um, Bluegrass is sitting down with his lawyer and he's eating a cheeseburger. And it comes out the right back. Here. Right here. This yeah. is it. And I go, that's great. Until I saw this. The next panel, which they point out the joke. He goes, isn't it weird that I should I stop eating a cheeseburger because I'm a cow? I got it yeah. with the joke. The and news. when I got here, I, I laughed out loud here. And I took it back when I got this. I was like, oh, no, no, it's, it was good. It's like wearing the name it. of the band to the concert. That's why it's a visual medium, because we can get the jokes. You don't have to point to Ryan them. Brown, tell him. Explain to Ryan Brown how to do this. Ryan Brown. Listen, <laughs> I think you got some talent, kid. I, and, and, all right, so my favorite panel. If I can do my favorite panel. I've got, so that's your favorite panel. My favorite panel has got to be, what did I write down? I wrote it down. Okay, so I had a couple because I actually, I, I actually like this book. So uh, I have a couple things that I'm going to go to. Uh, uh, I'd like to call my favorite panel. I know, panel, my favorite panel. So I'm going to try. Panels. Right last now, week you picked I know. A page. Last, last week I picked a page. So I'm going to, well, I can't pick one because one I really like is a page. And you talked about it earlier. I won't pick it. So I'm going to yeah. talk about it after I pick this. I was going to pick that too. Um, I was like, can't. My panel is uh, where um, Starfighter throws his head in a garbage can. And because because it's the reference, it's a reference to uh, Spider Man when Spider Man throws away his costume. Right. So I thought that was funny. I would say pick a page number, but this book is not. There, there are no page numbers. You know why? Because it was a webcomic. <laughs> so where is it at? I can't even find it now. But there's a there's a page in here where he throws his he throws his face into his head because his head it's gets early, beaten right, up to gross. Uh, gets beaten up and gross. Then he has to you know it gets blown off, and so it's a yeah, sack man. of whatever. And so, no, it's after. Uh, so he throws it in the dumpster, and so he's walking away all sad without a head. Right, right there. So he has no head, and his head's in a dumpster. And it's, it looks like that Spider-Man cover, and I thought that was really funny that he did that. Uh, that I good. If I can do something that's... After, after Ryan tells us if he can pick a fave panel out of a book he hates... Uh, one something, then uh, I'm going to talk about the one that I thought was probably because there are, there are things the that he does that he does well in here, but um, it's just I don't watch Adult Swim, so I don't watch. I, and I would say that I don't watch Adult uh, I don't watch Adult Swim now. Right when Venture Brothers first came out, I watched Adult Swim. I never and here's the weird thing: I never liked uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. I don't like it. Love that. How do you like Aqua Teen Hunger Force, but, but you think that this is, that's, how it's absurd is that? It's, I don't have a problem with absurdity. <laughs> I have a problem with lack of cleverness. <laughs> All right, you have, do you have one? Yeah, if I had to pick one. Oh, you have to. If I had to pick one. I like the one where they're, they're all at, like, group therapy. <laughs> Oh, right. Because it, I don't know. I thought Montel Williams? No, uh, no. This, this, uh, this wasn't with Montel Williams. Is that Montel? Yeah, yeah it's Montel Williams. Yeah. yeah. Of course it is. Um, yeah, that was kind of stupid. I'm saying the concept of, like, superheroes having to go to therapy. Like, you know, they seem so above everything and perfect, and then you see them, like, having people... Couples counseling. Right, it's, it's just right. funny. It's just funny to me. And so I would say that Ryan Brown, there are some beats in here that are less absurd. Like, this is absurd, but I think it plays really well. I think the idea of them going to couples therapy is hilarious. Clever. Right? That's clever. Mm -hmm. uh, but then for you, it probably, it ruins it for you guys, because the next panel, there's, like, it doesn't go, it has nothing to do with that, right? Right. There's so many non-sequiturs. Oh, yeah. The, totally. Totally. There's a bunch of non-sequiturs. The next panel is uh, the Bears, the next page is, like, the Bears I resurrecting. Like the bears. I like the, the bears. bears. resurrecting uh, why was, John Why Sullivan. was the Bear oddly British at one point? Like, he, when he, when he one goes, of them. he's one like, of them. Oh, an old chap, right? Yeah, yeah one of the Bears, one of the Bears is British. This trade is like trying to make a story out of Farside comics. It's definitely, it it's is definitely, kind of like, together, right? yeah. I'm going to cut and collage <laughs> right, exactly. together. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I can agree with that. Uh, so if I were to pick something that I thought he did really well, and it's the most comic booky thing that he does. It's a super old school thing he does, and that's the panel where uh, Starfighter is getting busted up mm -hmm. by John Sullivan. And it's like in the first issue so of it, really and he gets hit, and you talked about how you loved all the sounds in it. Every panel, it's a little tiny panel, it's very much, it reads like uh, uh, Frank Miller's Dark Knight stuff, right. where the panels, there's a ton of little panels. And it's him getting beaten up, and it's essentially just his face getting pummeled. I love that. I'd buy that on a poster. Crack, biff, prog, boof, punch, sock, cram, ouch, chut, brass, rock, jeez, God, no, please, why? Those are the sounds. 
and that's I think that's a cleverness that you and I would agree on. That's mm-hmm. funny. Yeah. I think when he says good, I think it's good beat. It's good I think later beat. when he uses Jack Kirby, I think that's a funny yeah. I think that's a funny thing. Um but that would be my thing. That's not a panel, but that's that's something I think that section is a great little thing. I think it's good. Once I realized what it was which was the first two pages. Yeah. I was like, at first, I was like, oh, maybe it would be like Tick. But I go, no, it's not going to be grounded as Tick. Then there were parts where I, I let myself just chuckle at things. Mm-hmm. And I go, okay, let's just, let's get through this. Um, so it, it's not my thing, but I, I, this is, this type of art is, not, I'm not talking about the art of the extra yeah. column. I'm talking about the, 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 the sto- type of storytelling yeah is really popular right now. And I think it, it goes in and out of po- popularity. Um, and not saying, not saying that oh, it's popular, so it's, 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 but I think it's offering something that mainstream comics can't. And for some reason, people are being drawn to that. But, and I'll leave my final word at this before I let Ryan, you have your final word. I would be hesitant. Like I said, if this is comic exposure, I would not give this to someone who's new into comics. Unless... Unless they had like uh, Adult Swim posters all over their house, or workaholics, uh, workaholics. All right, Ryan. Was this like a final thought? Would yeah. you? Well, yeah. Final thought. Would you recommend this? Final thought. Would you recommend this? No, I, w- I would not recommend this. <clears throat> no matter what your level of IQ is, <laughs> <laughs> if you wear a helmet, this is you're above this comic. You're too smart, <laughs> too intelligent. <laughs> now here's the thing. No, I've tweeted Ryan Brown that we're doing this, and then oh, I'm gonna ta- I'm gonna tag him. In. I'm gonna tag him in again. Sure, because no, why not? Yeah, no, this is. Listen, yeah. I could tell just by. Ooh, I sound way better back here too. I should have been talking back here the whole time. <laughs> um, you know, I think he is. I, I think he is aware of what he created. Mm-hmm. I think he is thankful for all the appreciation that has been shown to the comic. Um, but I think. I, I think even uh, he knows. He's like, listen, like if you thought if you like that, like I wait till I get off my feet, like running. Yeah, because I, 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 like I said, I looked at that smoke and mirrors thing, and the art in that looks awesome. It looks like it fits the comic really well, and looks like it's it's developed and all that stuff. So I, you know, I'm not I'm not putting Ryan Brown under the carpet and sweeping there forever. I'm just putting God hates astronauts under the carpet, and I'm gonna step on it. And I'm going to put it in a box, put a chain on that box, and throw it in the ocean. So, here... <laughs> <laughs> that would be a better panel than what we said at that event. Alright, so, here's my final thoughts. And I'm glad I get the, fi- I get the final... Yeah. I, mean, I get the final word on this. That's right. That's right. Springer. I get the final word on it. I, I like this because it's so absurd. I can see why you don't like it. And I, and I would recommend this to someone who, again, who doesn't care if it makes any sense. And there are people out there who are fine with it being completely absurd and wacky and nothing. If you are tired of what goes on in comic books, or you, I think that this is, this is, although you think it's too referential, Travis, I think that it's a definite breath of fresh air in comics. And not, not, not what's in here is fresh. I don't mean that, but I mean in a comics industry, this is something that, how is this is so ridiculous that it's being published? It's so ridiculous to be, it's being published. And so I think people who are used to the same old, same old in comics, right. who are now on volume million of Superman or Batman or whatever it is, this is just something crazy to read. Right. And, and you know what? It's free. Yeah. Online. First volume is free out. online. Uh, so I would say I would recommend to someone who doesn't mind reading something obscure and silly and that doesn't make any sense. Here's what I look forward to. I want I want Ryan Brown to draw some other books. I want Ryan Brown to draw some other books because I think he's a good artist. I think when you look at the last couple panels on here, they're I th- much better than the beginning. There are that's way better, and he even admits that in the stuff in here. They're way better. I would like to see him draw some some different things. I would like to see that happen. I don't. For me, uh, you know, for me that art is one of the. I would pick something up just right, just solely on how I think it looks. Uh, Ryan Brown. I love your cat on Instagram. I like that I get to see you make this comic on the internet. I like this book, and that's that's where we're gonna end it. Thank you for listening to Comic Exposure. Uh, you can check us out on the interwebs at uh, comicexposure.com, on the Twitter, uh, 
at Comic Exposure. You can find me on Twitter at Josh Broccoli and uh, at TJ Rats for, for Travis. And any plugs, Ryan? Yeah, any plugs? Uh, just hodgepodgeradio.com. Hodgepodgeradio.com. That's right. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next trade. Batman. Yeah, oh, yeah, I forgot to say. Next trade is Batman, uh, Volume 4. Uh, we're going to do Zero Year. So we're going to do... It's late me a week, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do Zero Year. Uh, Scott Snyder's uh, kind of retake on the origin story. Scott Snyder's really hot right now. Let's see what he does with Batman's origins. Until next trade.